Hello everybody, this is Apple Sheets Season 3, Episode 2, and uh, we are taking the special topic for this episode, as always, like we have almost every episode as some special episode, but this one is uh, dedicated to AI, machine learning, and of course, ChatGPT. <laughs> Yeah, and we will not say uh, who is uh, like who was replaced by artificial intelligence <laughs> in this episode. Yeah, yeah. So um, definitely, we have a lot of hype now. Like it, it started last year, probably, right? I mean, uh, we we had something happening with the Chat uh, GPT and all the generative models last year, but now it's uh, getting more and more attention from all of the companies some companies fire people and invest billions of dollars into chat gpt we won't be pointing fingers here probably but everybody should know already that that specific company um other companies try to invent their own chat gpt uh with moral like we, we can't currently measure the success but we all know that this is something like um you, you can hear about this model from all of the new sources, Twitter, like some TV or whatever, like everybody's talking about that. So let's talk about ChatGPT and the mobile development and uh, how it it might uh, affect us. So um, before we dive into that, all the effects and everything, let's just start with what is the ChatGPT? What's the, what does it come from? I don't know. It all starts with the large language models. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we, I, I think we have to say here that all these language models, they're simply transformers. So they transform uh, some like input text, input context uh, into output context, out, like output answer. And that's it. So yeah. uh, nothing more. And so this is just a very, very, very complex function. I mean, you just uh, debunked all the magic happening around uh, the ChatGPT. So they are not actually bots and they are not actually chatbots, but they take the input and produce the output. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. Moreover, they can also... The, the, the thing is with, with these models, they can take the, their own previous output as a part of the input they take. So this is probably the most important thing about the ChatGPT. So they keep the context in some way, so they can... Uh, keep the conversation, but they are not—they uh, are not bots in terms of like they will not. Uh, yeah, let, let's put that to. to, to so we have a topic. Um, I'm looking here for the plan, and um, I will disclose disclose couple of things about this plan later on. But uh, we have a limitations of the uh, generative models uh, as a part of that, and we see a couple of those which might basically make them not the chatbots, but rather. Uh, like they generate text for now. So, and this is not the first generative model on the market. Like last year, we saw a huge number of apps using the mid-journey or other image gen generating models. And there was like a lot of applications uh, which create your perfect profile picture out of your photo. So we saw a couple of uh, apps on the market and they were uh, there, there was a huge hype on that in the uh, in the mobile community, but now it's like all shifted towards the this uh, chat GPT and uh, other approaches Let's to demystify to how these apps worked. So yeah. I believe there were just the first uh, like 
ML prompt engineers there because <laughs> what they've done, like they used Midjourney or any other image generation framework, and they simply give like here's the image and here's the prompt what you should do with this image, and then they provide you with a multiple output. Right. This is like from like technology point of view, this is genius. This is really cool. So that you, you don't need to invent something very cool, but you just need to combine proper text. Right. Like, and you used uh, GPT three or GPT three point five before ChatGPT or something? Um, personally, no. We were looking into that. So um, we were using the Codex model, which was part of the uh, initial GitHub Copilot uh, program. And by the way, like if you look into that in with more details, you might understand that they are actually well, maybe not the same thing, but very similar. So they predict what you might want to type, uh, the, the copilot in, in GitHub. But, uh, by the way, the new copilot, which, uh, Microsoft announced recently is actually, yeah, it's actually GPT-4 model and it uses the, all the same things, but it's, uh, doing with the code. So it's like basically shows how close these concepts are and how, um, how they, let's put it that way. They're similar for, for the development perspective, but, before we get into development, let's let's talk about one more thing. So, what's the what's the potential uses for um, for uh, ChatGPT or other the generative gen, let's say yeah generative models? We have a couple of uses there. So, it's a, some people try to use that as the search engine. However, ChatGPT limits their data by I believe 2021 year. So they like have a cut off on the yeah. new data specifically, and they uh, like they have an explanation for that. But this is only for free version. So as, yeah. far as I remember, in paid version, they use more fresh data. Yeah, they so the people try to look for that, and uh, or they might try to use that as the chatbot the problem with the chatbot is like okay let's let's skip the plan and put to to the limitation so th this particular thing it's not a chatbot it doesn't ask you any questions it answers your question in a way uh how would you might expect from system to uh, to answer so if you get it like very vogue, vogue or like very brief in input it might provide you very uh, not true response <laughs> and it might and it will not try to uh, ask you clarifying questions that's another thing which is uh, probably will be fixed maybe soon by the developers but as of now uh, if you try to ask something very non-specific it might provide you with an answer and that answer might not be correct so this is and um, previous gpt versions and current they like might invents some facts which are not true and uh, this is also one of the limitations and you cannot even with all the api access you cannot uh verify these facts unless you use some external system because the the answer will be linguistically correct <laughs> more or less and uh, it will be very uh proving but it might say absolutely wrong things and uh, that might happen with the specific people and they now have a safeguard to limit the request for the specific people if, unless they are public figures. And that might be with, uh, you know, um, actors playing in a specific film, which I tried a couple of times. And uh, so uh, ChatGPT adds new films to some actors uh, mm -hmm. and, and vice versa. So it's, 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 it's nice to see it invents a lot of things. Um, but it, it speaks really with the natural language. And it, by the way, like it speaks 
on multiple languages. Uh, the limitations there are that some languages are uh, less fluent and they have the... Uh, the problem there is that in English, uh, the token which model operates on is usually a word or a, like, I don't know, the comma or something. And in other languages, uh, the token might be a specific symbol, not the whole word. And therefore, the model might skip to some garbage quite quickly because of the uh, like the, the problems inside. The, the GPT-4 now currently uses, I think it uses the English language as a model and they tries to translate that into the language you are, you, you are asking for. So it it's combines the translation into specific language and then back from that language to the uh, language you are speaking. And that might be helping with these hallucinations or uh, like this is something how engineering community calls the you know, something which happens with the model when you, when it does not fax and it just in, invents them on, on the top of it. By the way, if we uh, think about how Google Translate and similar services work, they mostly do the same, but instead of processing all this context and providing context, uh, like uh, providing output from this context, they simply, uh, so they have let's say some kind of intermediate language inside. So what they're trying to do, they're trying to tr translate similar words, similar phrases to this intermediate language and then to your target language. Just because, and the, as far as I remember, was told that they use for their learning this uh, model, they use different official documents that simply translate it to multiple languages, especially in, uh, in the EU where you have a lot of countries with different languages and all these uh, documents should be translated to these languages. So, yeah, this is just a... Yeah, that's a good source. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. Go on. Go. Um, let, let's uh, uh, now maybe switch some topics and, and go into actually the mobile apps themselves. So when we talk about these generative models, specifically ChatGPT and like other language models like, I don't know, Llama, even though that Alpaca model, which is uh, done by Stanford and uh, the Google's BART uh, implementation of their, I think it's called BERT, but I might, might, might be wrong there. Um, the problem with them is actually like, <laughs> if you look into specs, they, like, they say like it uses, I don't know, 400, 400 billion parameters or 7 billion parameters or like, and when, when you like hear the like 7 billion, even like for the small, small model, that actually means that the model is large <laughs> and it in in order to provide the response to you it like not that even to train it but rather to provide the response it needs significant computing power so obviously for now you can't run this model on device you need some kind of cloud and uh, open ai i think a couple of the uh, of their investments is actually buying a lot of hardware to run their models. So it's not just the engineering part, but actually the big server farm, which will run these models and uh, uh, pro provide you with the, with the results. There are a couple of efforts to make these models more uh, efficient. So like this Alpaca model, which was like much smaller and it compared to ChatGPT, it's, uh, pro it provides slightly less accurate results, but it's on a, on a different level of magnitudes, so like it's, it requires much less power to run and much, much less money to train. So it's a, um, that's, a, that's a step into other direction, not to make the model perfect, but rather make it runnable on your device. But it's still not the, not, not your mobile phone to run on. So I don't think so. I believe that uh, 
uh, if we're going to use... Uh, so th there are two projects. Uh, one, one of them is Llama.cpp. It's just a port of Llama uh, model in, onto C++ instead of Python. And mm -hmm. I, I listened to podcast with the creator of this port. And he thought that he uh, focuses mostly on Apple uh, platforms. And he uses Accelerate framework to perform all this. Which is obvious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, let, let's say that, yeah, our M1, M2 uh, CPUs are very powerful. But I cannot say that uh, our phone, A15, A, uh, yeah. I, I don't remember. Something. A, <laughs> A something. They are, they're not so, uh, so they're not less powerful. They are, yeah, in the same degree, powerful. Yeah. So I believe we can try at least something. And it's not like about uh, learning this model, uh, yeah. training this model, but it's only about execution. And in this case, I think, so Accelerate Framework is based on using all these um, semi-synced yeah. uh, instructions uh, to, to perform them on uh, a GPU. And especially on metal, <laughs> yeah. and, and they know how to do this. So I believe, yeah, we can we can try. So just an idea for your next LNG uh, <laughs> uh, <energy> project. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the only thing like if you are uh, listening to us and for some reason decided to create a commercial app using I don't know the Alpaca or Llama or something, be aware of the licenses here. So we will talk about uh, other things, but a um, couple of models. Uh, available on the market, but they are usually distributed under GPL uh, license, which will prevent you from having your uh, code uh, closed. You will have to open the source code and everything. So it's just just be aware of that. You might uh, end up in some legal issues with the with this. So, um, but the, the, the licensing issues are not the only problem with the ChatGPT and other models. So I would like to talk about one more thing. So we we are currently looking into that, but it's uh, kind of hard uh, to use this model um, if you try to think about a couple of things. So the model runs on the data it's being trained on. And for us humans, it's really hard to be unbiased. So the data which is uh, used to train the models might have, um, uh, let's say, uh, components which make them like uncomfortable for some people and uh, you will not be able to exactly predict the response from that model because it's uh, uh, like for, for, for most people it's, it's a function it might uh, and it, there is some still some randomness into that so it might provide you with the responses which are um, inappropriate let's put it that way I mean uh, inappropriate for general audience even even that and uh, the, we, we saw a couple of things happening with the early attempts of that. I, I believe Microsoft tried to create uh, some chatbot on the Twitter and uh, in a couple of uh, days it became a very Nazi-oriented uh, Twitter or something like that. Um, That's normal. <laughs> and the same might, comes, uh, might come with the ChatGPT. The OpenAI, they're adding more and more guardrails in terms of protecting uh, the responses from having something like that. And that basically means that apart from the model itself, there are a lot of other components which try to filter out any inappropriate responses. They try to limit the topics the model tries to talk about. For example, the Microsoft's Bing has the 
connection to, to the chat GPT. And also, it, it, at some point of time, uh, it might say like, yeah, I don't want to speak with you anymore. Something like that. <laughs> and um, like, or I don't want to participate in this conversation or like, I don't like this topic and, and so on and so on and so on. So there are a lot of protections. And sometimes they, they add these protections on the level which you might consider like this is the normal discussion. But for some reason, their internal metrics show that there might be some heated topics for the for the model, and they decide just to cut off early before it gets into something bad. So um, this is this actually takes uh, uh, that's a good question. Like, how would you if if you decide to use these kind of generative models in your uh, actual projects? How would you protect your users from seeing something they don't want to see? And uh, um, that's that's an interesting question, I think. So it's a um, Current ChatGPT4 uh, implementation, they are uh, the OpenAI adding plugins, which uh, another interesting thing. So you can um, basically commercialize your use of the ChatGPT a lot, and then you uh, probably should be worried more about the data safety and the user safety in this case. So you don't want to see your brand near some hate speech in the same response. And um, I don't think this problem is solved on the on the algorithmic level. So it could be solved on some specific topics which could be banned, probably. You can, or you can filter word responses and try to, like, if you see some words there, you can basically scrap that response and say, I don't want to talk with you anymore or something like that. But um, this will be just hunting the specific cases rather than the whole concept. And uh, that's uh, that's an interesting thing which uh, I think might be a proper direction for the uh, developers of such models in the future. This is a, this is a big thing, actually. If we want to uh, use these models uh, unfiltered, and uh, I don't know. I mean, the, for, from my perspective, this this is one of the important topics. Another one is the privacy. So, as uh, Apple user developer, I really embrace the Apple's approach to do as much as possible on device and like try to limit the amount of data leaving your device to the cloud for anything. Here you basically can't, and, uh, and at, le- at least for now, I mean, like the experiments might 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 go better, but uh, all the data you pass to the model is used to train that model, and as soon as you say something to model, it might somehow affect the responses to other users right now. So again, OpenAI now promises, I believe, uh, the, if you use Azure uh, implementation of the ChatGPT, you can. Um, have your own uh, basically cloud but again they, they promised data but I'm not sure if that's already there like all the, your responses will be kept only inside your uh, model and it will not be uh, used to train other uh, the, the, the general model itself so no, not sure about that we, we will have to see uh, how, how it goes they, I think they promised that they like again paid users of their chat uh, GPT pro uh, subscription. Yeah. They have like their own, not cloud, but just oh, this bubble wow. around, yeah, around their uh, data. I don't know, is it true or not? But yeah. Yeah. And uh, be careful. We, we don't want to name the company which uh, messed up with this. <laughs> yeah. <but> yeah. Just <laughs> recently. Just recently. Yeah. Recently. There, there are already issues with that. Um, that's, that's one thing. Another thing is, um, when, when, when you, uh, see that the OpenAI company, I mean, there is open in their company name, but currently ChatGPT is most closed model uh, as like uh, possible. And they basically say they're trying to keep it closed in order to ensure safety, like which is 
uh, kind of weird uh, way of uh, like protecting your. Pro- I mean, you 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 might you might just say like, yeah, we want to keep it closed because we want to have money. And that's pretty reasonable explanation, but yeah, not we sure. just need to remember who invested uh, yeah. the, like the most amount of money from all these investors. Yeah. Uh, it's Microsoft, uh, and yeah, it's normal for them to protect their investment. It's just investment protection, right? But uh, I mean, saying that you're doing that for the safety reasons, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, the the GPT model itself. I mean, not the trainer data, but the model. It's pretty explained, I would say. So there are articles uh, written on how it works, and, and there are, there are some works on top of that. But it's still um, the the data the trained approach is a little bit different. And we actually can speak a little bit here about the alpaca and the llama and uh, all, all those. So the llama is different language model created uh, by uh, Facebook. Um, and there is a work from Stanford which used responses from ChatGPT in order to train llama model. And they created the new trained, like I believe it's 7 billion or 6 billion parameter model built on top of responses of ChatGPT uh, and they used, I think, something around $600 in order to train this model, which operates on the like comparable level. It's not like on the like the same. It definitely has more, uh, it, it, it's more flawed and there are a lot of limitations there, but it close enough in order to be used somewhere. The, yeah, the, the problem with that Alpaca model, it's also in GPL and you will not be able to use that in your commercial projects without disclosing everything. But it's still like an interesting approach in, on, on that. So there are already models which using ChatGPT in order to train themselves. And uh, I believe that there are, so there are models that are trained to detect answers generated by different models. Yeah. And they are trained with these models <laughs> themselves. So that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, sorry, going back to plugins in ChatGPT4, mm-hmm. do you know how they are connected? I think they use the REST APIs and they have some uh, activation um, triggers, I, I think, is something like that. But we, we were not more, yet, yeah. It's more, so uh, what you do, you generate the documentation for your REST service uh, with help of uh, open API standard. Uh, and, and there are just two, the two fields. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So you give, you, you give there just two fields, one for description of request and parameters, one for a user, like for people, and one for machine. And yeah, you just give it to this model and it learns from this uh, API, like API's uh, format, API template. This is mind blowing. So yeah, that's that's actually very soon they will start doing these integrations by themselves by just looking all these uh, API contracts uh, in the internet. <laughs> I don't know. This is something really new. Uh, yeah, we we see a lot of new um, IT. Uh, Professions coming up here, well, prompt engineers, which is already something. I don't know. Now it might be like that. You will need to have proper plugin documentation designer, like, <laughs> yeah. and so on and so on. Yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting interesting development. But let's now talk about uh, we, we we are talking about something which is like visible by end users. Let's talk a bit about how we can use this this as a developers our own on our own. So. We were already talking about the copilot, which is tool which will help you to create some code uh, in um, like in your projects. But 
we you know see that, like yeah. it, it helps someone it helps you why don't you say that it helps me to do my work <laughs> don't you use it uh i tried a couple of times i mean um uh, for specific reasons i can't use it uh on any uh, commercial work i do so I, i can't do that on my day job and i currently think that's a reasonable uh, limitation i want to put any of the code i do for our clients uh, to that model however i tried a couple of things on uh, my um uh, like proof of concept projects which i do for myself it works interesting uh, interestingly i mean it does help with some small tasks simple tasks i mean it, it can create i don't know uh, very nice uh, swift ui uh, implementation of the view you just like i don't know expressed with simple words However, when you start to do something more sophisticated, like, I don't know, use, <laughs> let's put it that way, use some third-party music service streaming API in order to play some songs from some playlists, it creates nice code, but it doesn't work. And uh, the reason here, those hallucinations. So it, it adds methods to, to that SDK, which do not exist. And these methods come from We don't know where. I mean, they look really promising. Like it says, like play song, and there are parameters like you. And the parameters are uh, like they are correct in terms of Swift language. So the code looks like a real nice Swift language code, but it's it doesn't work because there are no such methods in that SDK. And you try to discuss that with the model, like saying no, this is not correct. Mm -hmm. this, there are no. It invents some new methods and uh, does a lot of other things. So. Maybe I they wouldn't... know something about future of security. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe it doesn't have a concept of time. Like, yeah, it already knows what what, what will happen next, and uh, so that that's maybe. But uh, since we are writing code in our current time, there are a lot of issues here, come uh, like happening with that. So we we try to communicate with that model, and we sometimes see more and more limitations in this, uh, like. Uh, we, we had an experiment uh, within the company, not on mobile, but rather on the um, just the GPT itself. Uh, one of our engineers tried to use it on lead code problems. So basically, takes lead code problem, gets it, uh, gives it to the chat GPT, gets the response, puts it back, and it works. And but moreover, if you look into GPT-4 uh, description, so they said they are like has have very good progress on lead code tasks. So this is one one of the um, Parts where when they tried to uh, train their models on, but it still fails on on, on uh, specific things. So one of the results we saw, like basically, you it created the solution. We passed that solution to the lead code. It executes tests and and some tests fail. So some passed, but some failed. Then we like we don't know what which test failed. We say to the model, yeah, there are some tests failing. Please fix your solution. It fixes the solution in a way that it's no longer compiles. And so there are. There, there are a lot of things happening there, so it's a, definitely it's a it's a good progress. Definitely, you can automate some routine things, but I don't think it will replace any senior developers or even middle developers in like current future. So it's yeah. a it's, it might be a good uh, helpful thing. So one of the ideas which uh, was working, I think, correctly more or less, uh, is to ask the model to write unit tests for your class, and that's more or less uh, works again it depends there are 
Can I do, can yeah. I share my screen? Trying to do this? yeah. Let's try. Let's try. That's what will be something which audio audience will not be able to see, but we will try to explain it on on the on, on the how it goes. Let's try. Chrome has lost connection to your capture screen. Okay, so not today. Looks not like. today. Yeah. So okay. we we were, we yeah. were trying. Yeah, we we were trying to okay. invent new things. Okay, I can I can try to share a full screen. I'm not sure if this works. Fine. Oh. <gasps> Wow. Magic works. Magic. So yeah, I have my favorite uh, appliance of uh, Copilot. Uh, this is our two minus of Rust. So thank you, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> so uh, yeah, first of all, okay, let's imagine it creates some random stuff. So I have error like enum. Well, currently, do do you do something? I mean, we we see your uh, streamyard screen. You see? Nope. Ah. Probably wrong screen. <laughs> Never mind. So yeah, then, we will try that next time. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a live episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, we have the same stuff in Swift. In Rust, it's a little more formalized. So to implement uh, an error uh, in Rust, you have to provide some like textual representation of this error to right. say that this enum or this struct uh, is uh, uh, conforms to error. It should be like display. It's somewhat similar to what we have, uh, like custom string convertible in Swift. And usually, when I create these errors, I want to have beautiful explanations, like localized explanations. And what is good with uh, uh, Copilot, it generates these like switches with uh, properly expanding my errors. Uh, putting proper variables into proper places in prints or in strings. Oh, this is just the next level of code completion tool. This is something new. Uh, I'm not sure that we can do this properly without any email stuff. We can, yeah. but this will be limited by different stuff. But in general, this particular stuff is very useful because I this is very boring. I have an error unsupported device, then unsupported room and other stuff with different parameters. And it knows how to translate this into readable text because uh, the main thing why this Copilot thing works okay, because uh, finally someone showed us that uh, source code is just a text. It's nothing <laughs> more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, with some rules, but it's but it's a text, and yeah, so it's the, it's just more strict rule rules on the on the text. Um, we are currently, by, by the way, we are like shifting to towards the topic which was um like one of the like best practices and the good stories about the usage of the ChatGPT. So as as I said previously, like if you're showing the results of ChatGPT responses to the users, one of the best practices would be. Just beware of you are not controlling that response in any way. So it might respond with something offensive and you will not know that. So you potentially would want to have some guardrails there. Um, the open AI does the, their part of the job preventing these things, but it's still model which generates text and the text might be offensive. So, um, be, beware, beware of that. But let's now focus a little bit on our job as a developer. So what, what's the best practices, uh, here? One of those is to do routine tasks, and that's actually prob probably I don't know, <laughs> but for now, at least at this moment, it's April uh, two thousand twenty-three. Uh, the best thing to use uh, ChatGPT is to automate some routine tasks, expansion of the these error messages. Um, I don't know, maybe creating unit tests for for classes. Uh, 
again, like just consider that your source code should not be done. Uh, you should not use the source code you do for the commercial projects unless you explicitly have that in your uh, contract or uh, service agreement or whatever. So just beware, you, you don't want to expose your commercial source code to the public model in any way. And just double check if you're using Pro, if that's actually still protects you and that's still possible. So like, let's consider that, that part aside. But um, what else? I think the let's good boilerplates other side yeah. so how we can enrich mobile applications with such kind of stuff i asked uh, chat gpt about that uh, <laughs> nothing uh, very interesting so uh, it says that we can use it for unexpected for chatbots uh, oh, wow. <laughs> for text prediction and autocorrect this is which is okay personalization uh i'm not sure about this one yeah. translation is okay yes and voice assistance okay so it's mostly chatbots so do you have something in your mind what like what other appliance special so we're talking about like language models so how we can make uh the life of our users better with this stuff um you know that there was uh there, uh there was some there were some topics on the internet <laughs> some twitter threads and so on discussing the siri and chat gpt so people were impressed with the these uh, responses from chat gpt and there are a lot of projects like bringing chat gpt into uh, mobile world already so there are, by the way apple restricted um any uh, generative model applications to have uh, age rating of 17 plus. Again, specifically for the unpredictable um, nature of the responses. So that's, I think, well, I mean, like some people might say it's uh, they try to limit access to these apps from the user, but I think it's still, it's it's a cautious measure, but it, it might be required for now, at least for now, unless we can ensure the answers will be, so your kids will not see something inappropriate in the, in the responses because the model decided that's okay. <laughs> I, I, I have a uh, solution for this. So uh, similar to what we, okay, not we, but mm -hmm. uh, big corporations are not only doing with multi-cloud solution where they have two clouds to like spread their services on them. We can use two generative models. So one to generate content and another one to ask for express this uh, content with one word like is it safe for the children and it says yes or no why not yeah. <laughs> yeah. well yeah that's uh... <laughs> a little bit more safety yeah. Yeah. yeah but still again it's still we it's um it's interesting i mean it is, it's interesting to we what one thing i would probably it will be safe to say that the generative models are here to stay so this is something which will be there now and we, we will need to live with that reality. I think maybe Siri will also evolve to use something like that. I'm pretty much sure uh, Apple engineers are working on that. But however, the, those threads are saying that Siri in nature right now is very like it's a algorithmic thing. So it's, it doesn't have that as a part of their engine. So which is probably, probably something you already might uh, see from how Siri works. So it, tries to find some subject in the in your words and it looks more like it tries to the even sometimes you, you feel that they have the basically specific phrases coded in and that's it so it it, it looks like that this is what i found in the internet about yeah <laughs> yeah 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 exactly and uh chat gpt is much more expressful and you'll see that 
but again, the safety here, I mean, I don't think Apple might just, just use ChatGPT right now for the Siri answers and like that will be okay. With their number of users, there definitely will be somebody who will receive some offensive response. I mean, like, that's for sure. Um, and that, the, as soon as does that happen, uh, as soon as this happens, there will be a lot of pushback on, on Apple itself, not for the model, not for the everything, but so they, they should be cautious with that. That's for sure. But I pretty much sure that they already working on trying to bring that to, uh, to Siri. And so. That Apple has a lot of uh, abilities to train all this stuff, like to uh, to train additionally this model locally, and however this all all data locally. And if they train this model without any offensive stuff, so yeah, it it will not have it. So it cannot yeah. invent uh, some rudeness. And if you stick with your Siri. Uh, like in a mean way, it's okay for you. Looks like so yeah. we can use it for train model and use it against you. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I think this is something which will evolve. So, so we don't know uh, if this is something which will happen in iOS 17. Probably not. I mean, I'm, I'm, like I, I do understand that they are also they also monitor the current hype, current trends in the internet, and they might need to show something on WWDC in this regard. I'm not sure if that actually will happen. I mean, they probably will be more cautious with that. They had AI summit recently for the employees, which they basically gathered a lot of engineers inside their uh, campus. So it was not announced event. So it was happening for the Apple employees only. We were seeing that on the internet posts on like on some macromers and other sites, but they understand the problem. The thing is, we don't know what will be their response. As we can read right now, they are more focused on the uh, headset um, presentation and uh, not it, sure. It, it is better to uh, keep silence rather than doing like Google by releasing yeah. Bart, which is barely usable. I think I think it's for now. It might be better to wait until this somehow matures, and you can like take that and implement that as a part of your search. So Apple like. Is very famous of doing so. So they don't, they, they invent some things, but yeah, yeah, they usually like take the thing, update it, like, I know, make it perfect and then release. So this is something, yeah, with the services, probably <laughs> like we, we can remember the initial Apple Maps, uh, like the Apple Maps release. Yeah. So that was not perfect. Let's put it, let's, let's be honest. It was not perfect, but. Um, yeah, speaking like we're switching topics here, but, uh, and that's something ChatGPT usually doesn't. <laughs> um, but so currently Apple Maps are much, much, much better. And, uh, so maybe the, with the services, it's not like that, but hopefully they, if they will decide to update Siri with the capabilities of the generative models, it will be first like specific, I don't know, work on that inter- internally rather than just getting that to the public. Yeah, I believe that for, for them it would uh, be better to not throw away everything that they have, but just put it aside, mark it as legacy, use it for now, and in parallel focus on two big parts. One is to create their own language model, train on their data, what they use usually. And the second one, uh, to do something like these GPT-4 plugins. So create a mesh of plugins inside them, inside Apple, 
yeah. to perform different tasks. And this will be much easier for them to uh, implement new functionality, add new stuff into their ecosystem, because the only thing that they can need to do is to implement new plugin and uh, try to check how this language model works with different requests about this topic. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... and we need to remember that Apple released Siri uh, more than 11 years ago. It is very outdated stuff. And it's, yes. it, it hasn't it, it uh, needs, updated much. It, it needs then. refresh, that's for sure. And uh, we'll see. I mean, it's um, we, we know that Apple has a lot of AI engineers now. So they, they provide a lot of uh, ML-related articles uh, they, on the, some internet site. So it's, it, they, they do a lot of um, work in terms of uh, like science work. Uh, we don't see much of that as the part of the Siri yet. Again, yet. We hope that there will be something soon. So we'll see. Um, speaking of WWDC, so WWDC was announced. <laughs> uh, it will happen in uh, June uh, 5 to 9. And uh, yeah, so they, they invited some yeah, select developers for uh, on-site event. I did not receive invite this year. Um, so probably I will not be attending the Apple Park this year. We, we, we will see. But those who received the invite, just good to you. Uh, be there. It's It should be nice. I mean, especially if it will be on the same level as the previous year, it probably will be nice to be in, inside the Apple Park and have an, an option to talk to Apple engineers, uh, be able to see the keynote. Well, you will still see the same keynote uh, pre-recorded, but there will be Tim Cook uh, and some Live. other. Yeah, yeah the, the, there will be something to specifically uh, available only to you to, to those who will be there on on uh, in person. So there will be Tim yeah, Cook speaking so before. We need to invite someone after this. <clears throat> yeah, probably, probably we'll see. But again, uh, WWDC is announced. It will be more or less the same format as the previous year. So it will be uh, online pre-recorded sessions available for everybody. There will be one on-site event uh, on day 1st, so it's on the June 5th. And uh, we don't know if they will actually show the new headset. Uh, everybody hopes for that, but I'm like, uh, mixed results on the, on the, on the expectations. That maybe yes, maybe no. The same goes for the chat GPT. Um, probably there will be nothing, but Apple might hint on something. I think that's, might maybe uh, like I would put uh, as my prediction uh, level like they might uh, so just to keep up with the hype they might do something about that like basically hinting that they are working on this at least something 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 should be said I think I mean it's, it... they they can, they can go into another direction so they invested a lot into image processing and they can uh, suggest some changes there probably not related to photo editing as uh, different uh, Chinese and Korean companies <laughs> yeah. do, uh, like drawing <laughs> yeah, uh, drawing full moon, moon or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or adding teeth to three weeks uh, of uh, kids. Yeah, it's uh, strange. But maybe they can invest uh, into there because they have a lot of expertise. Right. Um, by the way, they have the Freeform app, which might uh, have some updates in terms of you can like have beautiful presentations out of your sketches which is 
also a good direction for the generative models, like the, if we go in imaging models. Can, can they start from just completing um, figures and lines in uh, Freeform? Because this is very annoying after using uh, Notes app. I think where... they should. I think they should. Let's put it that way. Please, please. Yeah. please. Okay, um, I think, well, summing up. So let, 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 let us uh, do, do some disclosure here. So when we were starting preparing for this episode, um, I was personally using ChatGPT in order to pre pre prepare topics and uh, highlight the uh, important things we need to discuss. And our plan for this episode is highly influenced by the ChatGPT response. Let's put it that way. I mean, oh, let's keep using you to speak yeah. about them. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you so have so you got a badge from them now. So I believe that you helped them to train models by solving captures. Yeah. Now you use them like as their uh, speaker person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I th well, I mean, if I had slightly more time and slightly more idea to go meta with this, I, we can actually ask uh, ChatGPT to provide all the text we are saying here and just read that. I mean, yeah. that might be an interesting um, uh, experiment to do, but no, we are actually saying, the, the things we are saying are actually our own. The, just the plan is uh, constructed with the ChatGPT. And the plan, by the way, it's, it's actually good. And if you ask uh, ChatGPT, like, as a podcast host, uh, how would you plan your episode about ChatGPT? It actually provides pretty nice results. And uh, uh, so um, let's, let's sum things up. ChatGPT and the uh, generative models are here right now and they are like booming and it seems that they will keep evolving i mean we're not sure how how high are we in the in the like the, the state of art either we in the beginning and we will see a lot of grow in uh, next months or years or we are actually like somewhere closer to the top and like this is something we are like we are got to at maximum we will see it seems that they will evolve there will be challenges with that there are already challenges and uh, I heard a lot that like, yeah, this model will replace junior developers and like they will replace middle developers even. Uh, if you're saying that, just remember one thing. If you replace junior developers and middle developers with the model, there will be no junior or middle developers. And then in a couple of years, there will be no senior developers because we didn't have any junior or middle developers. And then in the couple of like more years, in 10 years, we will have nobody who will understand how these models work and how to program them. So we will basically be in a situation when there is nobody who understands how the whole industry works. So, no, we still need junior developers. We still need middle developers. And we'll have them, definitely, because, yeah, this stuff is very, very... It looks intelligent. But yeah, it's but it's not. So, and hopefully it will not replace us in the near 100 years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it will help us as developers, that's for sure. So I think yeah. maybe the, the junior and middle developers will have now a tool. And if they know how to use that tool, they will grow by themselves a lot. So this is... Yeah, because being an engineer is uh, just to know where to find the proper tool for your uh, task. And this is wonderful. If this helps you... Yes, I like it. Exactly, exactly. On this note, I think we can conclude our episode on ChatGPT. Um, maybe in one of the next episodes, we'll still be able to show something. Like <laughs> this time, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but we will try at least. Yeah. So um, if you have any uses of the these models or, or you have an examples which you want to share, 
put that to the comments to this uh, uh, episode on YouTube, write us an email, there are emails somewhere in the descriptions, uh, send us to our Twitter, I don't know, like, or no, find no, us no, on Mastodon. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah, I think it's it's time to move. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a separate topic, but yeah, like look for us our handles on 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 Mastodon. We are active there, and uh, uh, we we will definitely be answering there more probably. With that, I think we need to conclude this episode, and we will see you in a couple of weeks or maybe something about a month. <laughs> looking in our current schedule i think but it's still like we will we will have an episode before wwdc definitely and there will be something special on wwdc for sure that's we can promise yeah you're not so far from there so maybe you will hear something (laughs) yeah there might be some more announcements from apple coming uh, in this month and we will have the some more discussions on the actually like more apple topics rather than this generic one but let's see We, we we will we will discuss that later on uh, and now, thank you for coming. We have, we have, a, we have a, lot, a lot of stuff in Swift Evolution, which we planned oh, yeah. to discuss, uh, I don't know, last year? Yeah, last year, <laughs> and maybe even like before that. I, let, let, let's just assume that let's, we will, let's discuss that. Let's, let's, let's just promise us and the listeners and viewers that we will uh, have an episode on the Swift Evolution, like specifically very hardcore uh, technical episode without any jokes. Well, no. With the jokes, with jobs, but with but, but technical, open. yeah, yeah. Okay, Quite see ya. Sure <laughs> uh, I don't know how it is. Doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that, they are. <laughs> it should be somewhere there. Like, subscribe, and somewhere there in the interface, you will see the comments. Like, use that, please, too. I mean, that that will help us a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So please uh, give us some uh, stars on Apple Podcasts, please. Oh, yeah. And in the review as well, like even short one will help us, but the long one will be probably the best. Yep. Yep. Okay. I think we can wrap up here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. See you. Okay. See you. Bye.